Before we get into discussing our favorite women of Bravo, I just want to remind you that you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or Stitcher. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us five stars. That helps us reach more people and makes us easier to find. For more information, go to our website at housewives-historians.simplecast.com. That's simplecast.com. And as always, all episodes of The Real Housewives are available on Hulu if you'd like to watch ahead of time and follow along with us each week. And reach out to me, Jordan McKenzie. That's at Jay McKenzie on Instagram or Twitter. J-A-Y-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-E-E on Instagram or Twitter with any questions, comments, comments, or if you want to be a guest on our show. And with that, enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new spanking new episode of the Housewives Historians podcast, that little podcast where we dive deep. Into ancient housewives history, I'm your host, as always, Jordan McKenzie. Joined with me, as always, the beautiful and talented Amanda Brown. No. How are you, darling? I'm pretty good, actually. Um, I'm locking in. (laughs) uh, Really locking in. I think I'm going to be okay. We're finally, yeah, we're getting through the doldrums of the winter. We're we're filming outside again. The winter crisis. Um, (laughs) And I always like it to film outside because, um, and I say film as if we were like in a big picture in Hollywood, Mm, of course. But we're recording the pod today outside again because uh, it feels really nice and it makes me feel more creative to be around nature. So, um, first and foremost, before we get going today, Amanda, I feel like we should give the news to the audience because I've been... You don't think? Uh uh-uh. uh. What not if I were until, to expose? Not, no, no, no. Not until I set foot inside. Uh, okay. 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 Well, then that's a little teaser. Very soon, me and Amanda will be able to expose uh, a secret that we've been working a on. A new development. That might change the course of our the, dynamic. The dynamic on the show. We may for be good or even bad. more symbiotic. We may share a hive mind after <laughs> this. <laughs> Anywho. Um, Amanda. Yes. I need to print a retraction. First and foremost, what? because the past couple of weeks, we have been discussing a certain topic on the show where, and I was basically getting my information messed up. And I want to for, first and form, foremost, apologize to the listener because I've been giving out bad facts and that's not like me or Amanda here at the housewives historians. And if you guys pass that along to somebody, you can just play this part. Yeah. We'll just pl- make are sorry. <laughs> yeah. To you. I do apologize. You don't have to apologize. So we what has happened is the past two weeks we have been sort of on Aaron Carter watch, uh, if you will. And originally, Amanda had come to me with uh, the the statement, Aaron Carter is in crisis. Aaron I Carter is in crisis. I know where you're going now. <laughs> and, of course, I told the epic story of how in 2013, Aaron Carter sent me a private direct message on Twitter.com. Uh-huh. And he, I, the story that I told was, oh, Jordan, don't forget to listen to my new album. That's what he apparently told me. That actually is not true. No. Because I it's worse. went and found the— It's much worse, y'all. <laughs> I went and found the instant direct message from Aaron Carter from— August 16th of 2013. So and what's this is, he asking for? He, and this is verbatim from Aaron himself. He right says, before thanks. before he went off the rails. Right before. He said, hey, thanks for the follow. Uh-huh. I'm, so basically I followed him. And he says, I'm sure I'll see you this fall on tour. Check AaronCarterOnTour.com and come meet me. So I did How do you feel? I feel. Because we figured this out <laughs> a few days ago. Have you been okay? I don't want you to feel too guilty, but I do want you to know. 
He was counting on you. He was counting me on a few things. So number one, he's he wanted to. He's meet thankful. You. No, let's just check through the message line by line. He's thankful for my follow. So he appreciates that I was there for him in a moment of need. He appreciates being able to be re- reached out to me. You know, he feels seen. Yes, and then he says, "I'm sure." He just assumes basically yeah. that oh. I'm going to see him on tour. Oh, he just assumes that I've already bought the tickets. He's comfortable with you. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he says, "Come meet me," and I never showed. I never showed up for him. And now look at him. And now look at him. (laughs) And this is, of course, a a tried and true lesson that I always need to learn about myself. To have a friend, (laughs) you gotta be a friend. It's gotta be a back and a forth. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I, Even if it's not convenient for you to go and meet him on tour... You got to at least. Try. I understand that now. And here's the thing: I, when why you follow somebody, it means something. I agree. Okay. When I followed him, though, I must say I don't think I followed him because I liked his music. I think it was just sort of like, oh, this was like a, the origins of Twitter, where like everyone was on Twitter, so you it just was followed Instagram, everybody. So yeah. Nice try. Yeah. Nice well, try. And look, I have a history of getting into these awkward, sticky situations yeah, you're on trying Twitter. To get yourself out, and I just can't let you. Well, because. Look, you did a bad thing. To, to, well, and that, like I said, this is not the first time I've gotten to hot water on Twitter. Of course, it was, fam- twi- it was an Instagram. It was Twitter, yes. Oh. And of course, famously, I got a DM from Whoopi Goldberg saying Google can't give me human info from people, which is what I'm asking for and getting. Uh, and that was, of course, in response to me uh, for, from Whoopi tweeting. <laughs> she wanted updates on a hurricane, and I said, "Just Google it, Whoopi." That's what I said to her, and I deserved <laughs> I deserved that response from her. She uh, told you to shut up. She, Google, Whoopi said, "Google can't." Give Give me human info from people, which is what I'm asking for and getting. That's so, exactly what Google does. It, well, it, I was trying to be all the human info we have <laughs> between all humans. I don't th- and be, organized it. Whoopi wanted a human to human. Whoopi wanted a human to human retort and com, uh, conference. Whoopi is people. the old lady that comes into the job and is like, <laughs> "How do I get to the town square?" And you have to be like, "Well, I usually just GPS it, but." Yeah. Uh, I think you, you have to give her directions by hand. And then she wants to tell you a long story about how she was visiting here last year. <laughs> well, that all is to say, and a look. Just old school ways. <clears throat> I respect it. It's not my, it's not my generation. However, I don't respect I get it. Into, I think it's too. I just, I, all I'm trying to say is this is not the first time I've gotten into heat on Twitter and I need to calm my tits a little bit. Um, you think it just gets worse from here? It might. It might. And uh-huh. speaking of getting worse from here, I have some breaking news. And when I say breaking news, I mean breaking news of like two or three weeks ago. But um, we'll we'll talk about it here. So Bravo has recently announced, and this is huge news because we are a Bravo podcast after all. Those yeah. are sort of our overlords. And so we talk about what they give us. Um, the Real Housewives franchise is prepping a limited spinoff series. Uh-oh. Women from various cities are to stay in the same house. Oh, yes. In a tropical location. Finally. Now, rumor has it they're filming within Who the next couple of weeks. Choosing? Yes, this is why I kind of wanted to have this conversation okay, with you. Okay, let's. Who's your dream it. team? Yes, my dream team. How many slots do I have? Let's let's keep it to an eight. Let's keep it to a, a solid eight Number women. Number one, we got to have Portia. Okay, I agree. I agree. Can I can I throw one in there? Ramona. Ramona Singer. Yeah, yeah. I think Ramona's going to bring that energy that they that. are going to hate her. Yeah. Um, Ramona's insane. Dare I say it? Uh, and I know Sonia has to. Sonia come has too. to come too. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, She's and then the drunkest thing. Maybe I can let's think get of. like a West Coast girl in there. Lisa Rinna. Maybe she would be fun. Can we do Vanderpump instead, or no? Are you just burnt out? We, let's let's throw Vanderpump in there. Yeah, I don't think she would do it, but in, for our fantasy, for she's fantasy, there. Yeah, she's yeah. she's there. Yeah. She doesn't like being there, but she's yeah. there. Um, Karen Huger, 
I think would be a great addition to the to the group. Which one is Karen? She's the grand dame. She's the one that sent oh you a cameo, God. by oh the way. God. Sorry, too many names back to back. I just kind of get name fatigue. Uh, I was like eight. Yeah, Karen would be great. Um, maybe, and this is like a kind of a wild card pick, but uh, Kim Richards, uh, who we're talking about tonight, Playboy is... Bunny ears, right? No, that wasn't her. That no, was... Kim Richards was of course the one that had a pile up on the um, oh. on the escalator in Amsterdam. Gotcha. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Kim Richards, maybe. I think Kim Richards and Sonia together are dangerous in ways that are not fun to watch, so yeah, I don't think so. Bag full of pills. Yeah, I think it might be the last episode if they get together. Uh, Anini, maybe? Anini would be important. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see her in that environment yeah. where we got some other key players. Right, 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 right. Uh, you got to have a Bethany if she's a veil. I agree. I, like I said, I don't believe uh, Bethany would do it either, but in our fantasy, Bethany would be a I need Erica, hitter. too. I, huh? I need Erica. Erica Jane, her. yes, of course. Oh, um, I really like her. So what do we think here? I mean, is this sort of like a desperate grab from Bravo to sort of reinvigorate the series? Is this something that like... It's something that I'm sure they thought of. Yeah. Well, why did, why did they wait so long? I don't know. What's I, going on? Yeah, is this an alarm? It, se- it seems to me like this might be a... Like ooh, a dying, wounded animal, yeah, the let's, last cry. Let's switch it up a little bit, yeah. Uh, which I, I don't want to envision a world where our housewives aren't on TV anymore. That's dark. That makes me feel sad, and I want to cry and well, take a zanny. Don't even um, worry about it. There's so many on right now. <laughs> You're really getting carried away. Um, yeah. That's amazing. But isn't that good news? So uh, what I'm proposing is once it airs, I know they haven't filmed it yet. I don't even know if they've cast it yet. Oh, you know who would be good? Sheree from Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> There's so many. Can you imagine her trying to pick a bedroom? I actually need the biggest room. There's so um, many. I can't even. I'm blown away by this. Well, um, yeah. So uh, what I'm proposing is once it airs, I feel as if we should do exclusive coverage of every single episode. Yes, yes. Um, as it comes out. And let's just, and that goes, well, I won't say that yet, but me and Amanda might have the time to do that. We might. Because of the news I haven't told you guys yet. Don't worry about um, it. Speak, and we're going to get to the episode shortly, but speaking of Bethany Frankel, she was in some hot water this oh, week. Have you heard about this? I hate her. Honey, cancel culture is at its peak. But for whatever reason, Bethany just won't be canceled. Like, Bethany was almost, was supposed to be canceled when she had her whole brand skinny girl, and everyone was like, that's not nice. <laughs> that's actually weird and bad. Is it not nice? Um, I think it's fine, but yeah. We've talked about it. Uh-huh. Um, so... Basically, Bethany was uh, in hot water this week because, of course, the Meghan and Harry interview with Oprah was Oprah this huge got talking. Oprah decided to take. Yes, down Oprah took a sabbatical. The crown. Yes. Love it. You can tell. Yeah, Oprah was like loving the crown, and she's like, "You know what I want to do? I want to <laughs> take a t- my turn at this and really get to the bottom of it." <laughs> um, but of course, uh, let me find the tweet because Bethany was under fire for well. Hmm, I think she's deleted the tweet. Oh, dirty This girl. is... No, 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 she hasn't. So oh. basically, in response to the interview, Bethany was saying this. This is a direct quote from Bethany Frankel. Cry me a river. The plight of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress, to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven-figure weddings for two whole years, to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial, fetching seven million for interviews, hundreds of millions of media details. Cry me a river. And then she goes on to say she gives Harry a break, of course, uh, blah, blah, blah. So basically, she was being very harsh with Megan. She's yeah. like, why are you so pissed? Like, you should be what, thanking you your like lucky stars. People judge you based on the color of your skin? 
Well, and then Bethany tries to say that she's like um, Megan in a way. She says, I chose reality TV to work towards making money and to be scrutinized and criticized. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's a rose with petals and thorns. People beg to enter the toxic institution I signed up for. That was the life I chose. So basically she's saying, you should have known. You should have actually, little girl, actually, little girl, you should have oh, known what, did you what you were getting in into. Love? <laughs> did you forget that part where she... <laughs> Where she loves her husband? <laughs> That's an X factor there, According right? to Bethany, yeah. It's not yeah, just it's, a career. She actually is in love with the guy. And it's all contrived, and it's all like, you you knew what you were signing up for, little baby, and you should stop crying puddles of tears when you're getting heat. Bethany just needs some attention now. I believe so. I think that is just so outrageous. Bethany Such is... an insensitive, ludicrous, and inappropriate thing to say. I agree. I agree. that's not... Well, and especially when you consider, of course, Meghan Markle being ridiculed and criticized for the way she looks, for the way her babies looks are, for, like, uh, not being British enough. The son wouldn't even have any rights to the crown, or he wouldn't have any royal treatment. I mean. Right, right, right. So, uh, and first of all, Bethany, being on a reality show is nothing like marrying into the most, uh, like, ridiculous, like the most, what are they? uh, Royal family? The royal family. The royal family. (laughs) family. You can't put it any other way. It sounds like a big deal. (laughs) Right. And of course, you're going to be scrutinized and under, making, in that, under that microscope. Having a denim jean uh, party and gluing little hearts <laughs> on the butts. Not the same thing. It's, it's truly not. So, Bethany, um, we had to take Nini to task for her bad behavior the other week. So, that's official. We're putting a, a mark on Bethany's tab. Yeah. Sorry, you only Sorry. get three. You only get three. <laughs> and that's how the show works. And we won't talk about you once you get to three. So, be on better behavior, Beth. Uh, and I, I like to call her Beth when I'm mad at her. Um, so <laughs> give it to her. Is there anything else to, do you want to talk about sex and dating before we get going? In a way. I got okay. my, I, 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 I got grinder back. It's not a good look for me. I, I know, I know, but well, who's I was on it now. Is it weird? Skis. It's like, well, since I was banned from Tinder and of course, iconically, I was banned from Tinder and I just, I don't know. I, you know how I go from multitudes of different versions of myself. Sometimes I'm like, I don't need a man. Like, give me a, a you know, a, a box of cookies in bed yeah. and American gods yeah. on rup- repeat. But then, and then also I'd be like, but I'm lonely and I need a cuddle or two. Oh. Everybody loves intimacy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got grinder back. It's not a good look, but. It's fine. We'll it's technology. I don't use it really. But, you know, when the, when the clock strikes nine and you've had a couple pints Here's of something wine. I feel like everyone <laughs> needs to remember. Uh-huh. You included. Uh huh. Firemen are hot. Yes, firemen are totally hot. <laughs> I saw some today. They got mad at me because I hit the fire truck. But oh, you hit the fire truck today yeah. on the way? Oh, God. <laughs> I was trying to get out and get to a hair well, appointment d- that I <laughs> promptly missed. Um, and I was blocked in and I tried to do a little maneuver and I got kind of stuck on the so truck. So basically, you're saying you got hit and run. You did a hit and run. I tried to run in. <laughs> Did they stop you and talk to you? Oh, yeah. They all came up the hill uh, about five deep. And (laughs) they were like, ah, you know, kind of talking to each other, taking pictures. And then one very kind fireman put his hand on my shoulder. He said, it's going to be all right. I said, oh, my goodness. Is it? Is it? So. Is it? Did they did he let you off because it was sort of like a porny situation? It was like, well, next time I'm going to have to hold you in contempt kind of thing. They said, I think there's a fire going on. Was he like. I want bed. Was he wearing sort of like <laughs> You know what's crazy is he was just kind of like a petite like But was he guy wearing the over, overalls with eyes. no shirt? Overalls no blouse so Yeah, it's just... everyone was really oily. 
Really only. <laughs> I think that was part of the problem. You know who? What also profession is sexy to me, and it's hor- It's a bad take, like horrible take. But like. Uh, Dictator? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> detectives. Uh, not cops. Have you seen? Not, not the cop Did you see The Sinner like, yet? No. Like, but that, like, are you talking about that stereotype where it's like, I don't care about anything except for solving yes, these crimes. Yes, they're very with yeah. the sun. And they always have sunglasses at night, and like, they're very dejected and kind of have like a toxic personality. But I feel like their suits always fit their butts and their shoulders really well. So you can get that anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. You need to I've always had a men's warehouse. I kind of always had a fantasy <laughs> of like being a suspect and it's sort of in the interrogation room. It's like getting heated and like I'm sort of cuffed to the table. And so what can you really do at that point? And I'll leave the rest to your imagination. I don't understand why. I don't understand the motivation of the, the interrogation. I'm innocent, though, in the in the fantasy. I'm innocent in the fantasy. Well, then why wouldn't um, they just let you go? Because <laughs> they don't know I'm a suspect. Anyways, should we get, okay, to, our, should right. we get to our episode today? Yeah, let's please? just go ahead. We have to get away from this. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> of course, um, of course, we're discussing the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week. We're um, we're in our series, uh, our illustrious series of only doing episodes from season twos of all the cities. Yep, two two two. So we are doing season two, episode twelve. We hope 12. that you at home are wearing your tutu to celebrate <laughs> with us. Or two two two. We're of course talking season two, episode twelve, "The Great Divide." It originally aired on November twenty first, two thousand and eleven. And my best, I think, the best way to sort of approach this is we need to talk about the taglines first. Yeah. Taglines. Okay, so we have sort of an old school gr- old school group. I feel like Amanda's met all of these women, so I don't think we need to really you know, explain who is who to you, right? Because, right. of course, disclaimer to the listener, Amanda doesn't watch The Housewives. She just watches the episodes we do on the show. Yeah, I'm probably so, going to get a little scrambled, but yes. I think I got them. So, of course, we start with Lisa Vanderpump, who Amanda is very comfortable with uh, sort of living in that skin with Lisa. Life <laughs> in Beverly Hills is a game, and I make the rules. Um, Lisa's in this episode sort of in her mother of the bride mode, planning her daughter's wedding. She's not really around much. What are your thoughts on early kind of vibe, Lisa? Yeah, she's coming into her own. She's Mm -hmm. becoming like, she's a delicate princess kind of in this stage. She's making herself look, I think, a little more fragile than she is. Right. Because we know she's a bulldog. Yeah. Yeah, Where she's like, oh, I just, I don't know. I'm so demure. Isn't Um, it funny if I say something gross? (laughs) I will say, I kind of liked Lisa this 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 bu- this book this episode. Um, I like to refer the episodes as little books. They are. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I've always done that. I liked her, but that's the thing. I don't usually like Lisa, so that's actually a tough pill for me to swallow. And we're going to discuss that a little later, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard sometimes for me. Um, we move over to Kyle Richards, of course. I'm not the richest girl in Beverly Hills, but I am the luckiest. Always try to play demure like me. I don't have any kind of money or anything. It's all about my family. I don't care about money. It's actually my love of my husband and like being a good mom and like that gives me joy. Yay! It's a little phony. (laughs) Because also I know that they are very rich. Like they might be the richest people And if she wasn't, she would not like that. So don't lie. Uh, We move over to Kyle's sister Kim, of course. I love when Kyle and Kim are... In the mix, uh, people try to figure me out, but I'm one of a kind. (laughs) 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 I'm glad that we get some more. I don't know. I've been to a lot of doctors, a lot of them. Even they didn't know what was going on. They locked me up for a good couple years. (laughs) 
I'm one of a kind. That's my diagnosis. I forgot the other ones. <laughs> and of course, this is like the episode like four years before Kim would notoriously get caught atop an escalator, causing a, uh, a, a pileup. But um, the likes of which the world has never seen. Um, what are your? We like Kim here at the Real Housewives of Historians. Like we really do. So she's a delightful shit show. Yeah. And uh, I like to watch the train slow, like slowly hit the the I car. I like to watch the train kind of somehow jump off the track yeah. and jump back on and be like, hey, you didn't see that. <laughs> we move over ta- over to Taylor Armstrong, who was the pinnacle storyline of this episode. Taylor says, I finally found my voice and I'm not afraid to use it. But um, as the episode would suggest, there are allegations that she does not use her voice. And let me just before we even get any of this started, we're going to finish our taglines. But um, trigger warning, because we're going to talk about some topics today that are incredibly tough pills to swallow for a lot of people, uh, things that are affecting real people. We're going to talk about domestic abuse in this mm-hmm. episode. We are going to be talking about uh, physical, like physical abuse amongst a family member. And of course, we're going to be talking about the S word suicide. So when these topics are brought up, I will not be stopping to do a trigger warning. So if this is, it's not, we're obviously not going to be, di- we're not going to be having a therapy discussion. No, here. I'm not. It's going to, but that. they will, they will, those words will be if tossed you don't feel around. like listening to that right now, don't do it. Come but back. that's Come the episode. Later. Yeah. That's the episode that we had that we were given from the housewives gods and we're going to discuss them. And, and Taylor, other stuff going on. Yes, there is. So yeah. just, <laughs> Just chill. Heads we're we're going to be fine. But um, we move over to Adrian. Having it all is easy if you're willing to work for it. I hate that. That's a scam. That's a scam. Well, first of that's all, it's an MLM a, scam. That's that's <laughs> basically her saying. <sighs> you can have it all. I've had to climb mountains to get where have I am. Have you ever tried Nutramax? <laughs> you can really have it all. You look like the type that could. You have to sort of. We, first of all, to- you have to come to the first meeting with $1,000 on the table. That's the first step. You have to be ready. But to you're going to get that it. back within three, four, five it weeks. It really just depends on how much you're ready to sell. Are you ready? Because <laughs> we have all the tools here. But if you're not willing to pick them up. If you don't want the money, we don't have to give it to you. Meanwhile, I don't think. I don't know how Adrian made all her money, but I don't think she. You know what? I'm not going to say you if she worked she hard or not. So hard. I won't you don't say think that. She built That's a rude. Railroads? I think she does have family money, though. So we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. If you're willing to work for it. <laughs> we finally round out our taglines with Camille Grammer. Uh, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. Freedom is. Um, <laughs> this, was, <laughs> this was, of course, the year after uh, she had She final- jumps into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> swims away like a dog. <laughs> This was, of course, the year after she uh, had a divorce from Kelsey Grammer. So she's sort of like living her divorcee life, probably getting, you know, maybe some action on the side. You never know. Some unexpected action. Um, Camille had a very interesting episode this week, I got to say. But let's. She didn't show well. She didn't. (laughs) Um, So, okay, the episode starts. Let's just dive right in because we're sort of deep amongst this. It starts intensely. It's so, it starts so intensely. And I'm going to pull up a clip in a second, but it's sort of Taylor's intervention um, at Lisa's home, okay? And Camille is basically telling Taylor, be careful what you say because we know a lot of info, okay? You look at what you've told us, Taylor, okay? It's the direct, the information's coming from you, okay? And Camille reveals the bombshell that they all knew and were thinking, but no one said out loud. So we never do this, but let's just start it out with the clip because I can't explain yeah, this. Yeah, can't quite do it yeah. justice here. Let's hit it. Everyone's talking behind everyone's back and let's all just start being honest. But everything, Taylor, I don't think you would put everything out there. You said everything. I would be careful 
what you're saying there, because we're all protecting you. About my marriage? But what you told about us about everything. your marriage. What you told us about your marriage. We've been protecting you. Because we don't say that he hits you. Because we don't say that he broke your jaw or that he, Threw you he in the beat ball, you up he... and he, he hit you. We don't say that, but now we said it, okay? We're supposed to walk around going, yeah, Hi, we Russell. can't wait to see we Russell. We can't wait to see But him. we don't know if it's true and then because you, you come over and you don't have any signs of physical abuse on your body. That's really uncool. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's really uncool. But you set it up, Taylor. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we hate to sort of dive right into these topics Yikes. right away. Yeah. Um, but let's just sort of give some backstory. Uh, for yeah, what snack. the heck is going on? Um, so, of course, Taylor is in an abusive relationship with her husband, Russell. And right up until this point, uh, there have been secrets about, you know, how far the abuse has really gone. And I think what... And they Camille, kept it off of the show? They keep is it sort of off happening? the show, yeah. It's like they don't oh. want the cameras to sort of pick up on what's really happening. Okay. Um, and uh, so... Camille said, hey, I'm sick of that. Camille said, Let I'm sick. Let me see the receipts. Let me... Well, I think the issue was Taylor was sort of dancing around how hard her life is, in quotes, and how, you know, she wants a little bit more love and appreciation from the other girls to, like, blah, blah, blah. And Camille was sort of at her wit's end because she didn't know uh, what the truth was. I, I don't know. Because it's kind of icky when Camille, Camille says, like... being a bad friend. She says, Straight uh, up. I don't know if that's true, if what you're telling us is true, Taylor, because you don't have any marks of physical violence against you. Very bad. Which, you know, back during that time, any list, any watcher of the Housewives knows, like, Taylor, like, there was, like, a time when Taylor was in the hospital, her whole, like, eye socket was messed up Jeez. from hitting. And then I do just want to get this sort of out of the way so Amanda knows all the facts here, but shortly after filming for season two ended, uh, her husband, Russell, did commit suicide. So wow. uh, it was sort of one of those really crazy moments in, like, pop culture where, like, the whole season was airing under the... Uh, sexual abuse or not well, like physical abuse uh, stuff narrative yeah but we had already as an audience known about the passing of her husband and about like the, the drama and the trauma that that you know put upon her wow. so Taylor really became this sort of uh, true like victim of circumstance where she was just A trying to get out of a bad marriage of a man that like hit her yeah but also you know Little does she know when we're watching it that like she has like a whole bucket load of more trauma coming her way it's oh. like actually quite power like sad Terrible. Powerfully sad, yeah. And bad friend, again, Camille. Yeah. Um, Just because someone comes to you with some difficult news, and it is kind of frustrating if you are the advising friend and your friend doesn't seem to be doing what you mm -hmm. want them to do <laughs> right away. <laughs> but that's not what it's about. Right. Like if someone talks to you about something that's very difficult, yes. and they don't, you know. The thing with that kind of situation is there's a lot of hormones there's like yeah. a lot of like loving and you know hating and like it messes with your yeah. brain chemistry and you do become dependent upon that situation right. and it's very and dangerous and it's not really about intelligence yeah so when someone comes to you and they're having problems with that you don't get to go well i don't see it right it worse and so i, I, can I think see it. camille and they sort of give camille a break for this because they kind of all the girls kind of agree with camille later on because they're saying like wow when the cameras are on taylor pretends like she has the happiest marriage in the world and when they're off it's like doom and gloom yeah which is like 
She's compartmentalizing because she doesn't want to share that with you. Exactly. It's And it's like she doesn't want the world to really know her dark secrets like that. And I totally understand where Taylor's coming from, where she's sitting in this intervention. And she's like, she's seeing what Camille's saying. And you can tell, like, Lisa, uh, Taylor's trying to stay composed. And then Lisa jumps in. She's like, yeah, we don't say that he pushed you into the bath and all right. this sort of stuff. Lisa's like, yeah, let's like, do okay, it. Okay, cool. That, I guess this right. is a pile on where all my, the stuff I told you in private is becoming uh, common knowledge. Um, wow. So Ambushed. I, it was an ambush. Taylor handled herself well, I believe. Yeah. Because she sort of pivots uh, to like. Uh, talking about being Lisa's best talking friend. Talking about wanting yeah. to, like, because basically Lisa tells Taylor, you know, I, she, I believed everything you said. I mean, that's absolutely the truth. And that's why I never liked your husband. But but Lisa, it's, I mean, sorry, but Taylor, uh, I'm confused by you because uh, you, you know, it's the whole you act one way and say another that's exactly, thing. I mean, he's doing that to her. So right. it's kind of an echo chamber where. There is a duality in their relationship because it's not he's not hitting her all the time. There's the love bombing phase, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is now I feel like because of the Internet and just people's curiosity become a little closer to common knowledge the way that these dynamics work. Right. And I feel like we don't have to deal these days with people being like, why doesn't she just leave? I don't get it. She doesn't like it. Well, and I was when I was watching it. Of course, then people are going to have that response to you know seeing something like this. But I was when the way she was so desperate for Lisa's friendship in this yeah, moment. Yeah, so sad. Um, and Lisa just like kind of feels bad and you know for not supporting Taylor more. But in my head, I'm like, thank God that she got this show because if Taylor weren't on the show, none of this would have been brought out into the public light. And who knows how like deep into his like psychosis with you know depression or whatever he was dealing with, uh, you know, would have affected. So like there could have been like a really like longer term abuse situation happening here. You never know. Um, yeah. So, and so that's why like watching her being so desperate for Lisa's acknowledgement and friendship, Those, which is sort of like clinging, clinging to the next person yeah. that can give her some form of affection. She needed something there. Yeah. She needed an ally for sure. Well, and Taylor is thankful that her and Lisa were able to resolve something and is happy to at least And you got Kyle friends. over there being like, Kyle, what? Kyle. It's over? You got to... <laughs> Kyle's basically like, that's not resolving anything. We still have to talk about everything. And then, but then at the same time, she's like recoiling at, you know, Camille saying everything out loud. Right. It's Kyle, just like, you're not capable of dealing with this. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle cannot deal with like a, with a complex human moment. She, right. she cringes. She balls up into a little ball yeah. and she turns into a little mouse and runs away. Like yeah. she's of course a transfiguration witch, but she um, did do that on yeah. the bus. <laughs> yeah. She, with all the Lisa's screaming yeah, over yeah. her, she's shriveled right up yeah um yeah kyle cannot handle conflict uh, on this degree whatsoever and becomes annoyed by it and definitely thinks it's, it's other people's <laughs> fault and that they're being stupid which is not a good trait yeah um and we'll get more into the tailor of it all in a moment but i love how they did t- kind of a tone shift with the episode because immediately from what that moment to we go to kim's boyfriend ken's house which there's nothing more insufferable than a couple named kim and ken Ugh. first and foremost Ugh. if you have a uh, if you're dating someone that has a, close to it same name as you have uh see yourself out of my life thank you very much kim and ken stamp <laughs> but she's at her boyfriend ken's house um and she says it's challenging living with him with all the kids and the move and everything and basically they're have i think they were trying to do like a lucy and and ricky moment here where they're like a very like they're trying to create a cute (laughs) intimate domestic moment because they found like some ugly thing to hang over the Uh mantle it looked like a metal rusty bridge yes uh san francisco the golden gate of course yeah yeah 
weird how it's bridge. it's red and it's the Golden Gate. We've never talked about this, but I think that's weird. Anyways, anyway, go on. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over there. Redo it. <laughs> but, um, and of course, um, Kim thinks that the Golden Gate Bridge looks like a ship. Uh, so it's just like this whole thing back and forth. Um, and they were hanging it and they wanted it off center, which I found weird. Very off and center. Then, <laughs> and then here's another thing. He came up behind her and like was trying to be like, oh, I think it should go here. And he had his hands on either uh-huh. side of her. And, and I'm thinking, hey, all right. This is the moment. Yeah. You know, if that's happening to me, we, we get down. I'm sorry. Like, that's a very, that's like the best intimate pose. How does that not make you feel some type of way? My, but then they, it somehow got less horny. After my that favorite happened. part of the scene is when Kim tells us in confessional that her sister Kyle cried when she heard the news that Kim was moving in with Ken. And I don't remember the backstory. That doesn't mean it's good. That's why she was, no, I think she was sad crying, like sadly. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, what has this man done? Like, what has Kim done? Like, <laughs> Are they, I would, I just think that like maybe they're just two dumbs that like shouldn't be together. Like two dumbs shouldn't be together. I don't think. Right. If you're a dumb, you need to be with a, a smarter, a smarty. I don't know. I'm not. And first of all, of course, I'm not calling Kim a dumb. I'm just saying like two people that are you like, are, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dumb myself. So I definitely don't need to be dating a dumb. Uh, it is tough if you got two dumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Kim ends the scene, of course, by saying that she's an Arabian horse, and that's why she's so stubborn. Um, so <laughs> I missed that, and I'm glad I did. It's terrible. Um, we move over to Kyle's house, and her friend Faye Resnick, of course, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick, uh, comes over with a humongous vase in hand ready to decorate Kyle's house. Because I love it when they find contrived, random reasons to get together and talk about the topics at hand. Right. Because the whole time— I'll come over and bring the— um, <laughs> I don't know, the vase? You yeah. want this vase? I have one. I was going to throw it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just do that. I'll throw it away. Okay. Because, of course, the whole time Kyle's like, I have to talk to you, Faye, about what happened at the tea party. I have to talk about you. Whatever. And, of course, Faye's feigning be like, of course we have to talk about what happened at the tea party, but we need to get back to these swatches and these samples because I'm ready to get this house decorated. Right. It's time to actually, but yes, let's talk about the tea party. Um, I mean, if you insist. <laughs> but this is so pressing. Um, but, yeah, Kyle sort of debriefs Faye on all the drama, and Kyle feels Taylor is scared Russell is going to find out the girls and the world know about his abuse. And that's when we have another clip here because Faye sort of in, in, like sort of tries to take on the topic and sort of make Kyle understand how serious this is. And I feel like the viewers should, you know, hear this as well. So let's let's take a listen. You know, I've been working with, with this for 19 years. I know the patterns. I know everything there is to know about it, unfortunately. And it's dangerous. Now, Taylor, she's really, really upset with Camille. Of course she is. And she's probably embarrassed. Is that because she doesn't want it to come out? Is that what the deal is? She doesn't seem to want to address it yet. I think that's why I have a hard time understanding it, because when you don't see something and you see people acting happy at times, I mean, obviously they don't have a perfect marriage. But then, you know, this weekend we're going to Kennedy's birthday and everyone's all happy and they're doing the birthday party. It's very confusing. After the abuse, typically there's the honeymoon period where a man just romances you, and that's why these women go back. He sends you flowers, and he's, I love you, I'll never do it again. And then the woman, because she loves him, she believes him, and she wants to pretend or assume that it'll never happen again. Do you know how many times I've said to her, Taylor, you have to leave, and if this is what you're telling me is true, 
you have to leave. I can't believe. And I t say this to her, and then next thing I know, they're happy. And then I'm thinking, oh, great, here I've said this, and they're back together. It's so hard when you see Russell that I mean, when nice I see him, I, just... I see him playing with Kennedy. I'm like, I know, it's so, so sad. I'm so confused by everything. I have no reason not to believe it's the truth, you know, but I just, it's so hard for me to see I know. someone I've so never staying, seen, I have never staying seen there together. black eyes or anything like that, but that doesn't mean what? that it's not really happening. I'm so confused by everything. In your case, I think all you have to do is just love her like you do. I mean, You've been such a great friend. Okay, first and foremost, Kyle cannot, once again, cannot handle complex human motivation and is confused by the simple idea of someone getting abused but staying with the abuser like that for whatever reason. <laughs> then they're all happy? I just don't. And then I look like a bad guy when I say leave him. And then they, she doesn't do it. <laughs> and then I kind of look like, well, I said something bad about their marriage. <laughs> Like, can we not talk to her about this? She doesn't even, not only does she not understand it, I feel like she doesn't want, want to, to understand, understand it. it. I think she's obstinate. And I think this was like the first time I saw her look truly stupid. <laughs> well, it's like, look, I get if you are someone in a position where you have never been a victim of any kind of abuse whatsoever. So you just, whenever you hear it, you're like, well, of course, a normal, I would just leave. Cause, but you've never experienced you're it. You're not in it. Yeah. yeah so you don't understand. So you right? don't understand the you don't understand very the heavy. of emotions, right. the complex history, anything right. about it, you know. So to Kyle, this is all cuckoo weird and is somebody lying? And also, <laughs> I feel like Kyle, and this is just my analysis, and it's, it's based upon some things she said about herself. Right. She has problems with controlling other people, and so I feel like she's personally very offended that she didn't just leave. Right. What? I or gave, that I Taylor gave didn't follow advice. Yeah. yeah, that Taylor didn't follow Taylor, Kyle's advice. Right, I gave Taylor the perfect advice. She didn't follow it? <laughs> now I really look stupid. Like, <laughs> well, and of course she has to preface this whole thing by saying, look, I'm not saying she has a perfect marriage, but, like, Lord. And, yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's like we said, this is all like really tough stuff and I definitely don't want to make light of it. Uh, but then again, I feel like this was like 10 years ago. Like we can sort of watching dig through everybody the rubble. digest yeah. it is yeah. different and special. Yeah. yeah. And it must be. Mentioned. Well, and I really kind of appreciated Faye sort of sitting her good girlfriend Faye down. Did a great job. Yeah, I'd be like, it's not your job to understand it. First of all, I've been around cases like this. Uh, there's a there's like a formula for how this works. And there is a reason why women and men get stuck in, in cycles of of abuse it's psychology baby girl right and you might never get that but <laughs> She's um, like, i just don't my husband don't hit me <laughs> so, so what? i would leave <laughs> yeah i would as if we're all gonna go good for you oh kyle you finally Thank cracked you. the case <laughs> good for you you would good girl and he's nice to his daughter so what is I going on <laughs> He has a birthday coming up. <laughs> Get it off. Um, we move over to uh, we move over to Villa Blanca with Lisa Vanderpump, of course, because her daughter Pandora, which I'm sorry, ridiculous name for a woman. I like ridiculous it. name. I that like is like it. someone naming their daughter Hephaestus or something like that. Like or son. <laughs> Um, I don't like it. Call but. me Hef. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, but what shit. is Pandora's nickname? Pandy? That's even worse. That's cute. That pandemic? Pandora, Pandy, Pandemic. That's Pantee, that is the, maybe. Huh? <laughs> that is the progress in my mind. That's that's up to you. 
Of course, her daughter Pandora comes by to deliver her bridesmaids' dresses for her wedding and Lisa's approval. And of course, Lisa's so excited that her only daughter is about to get married. Um, and Pandora wants to have her bachelor party in Las Vegas, of course, which who wouldn't? Um, because their friend owns Planet Hollywood. So they're like, well, what was that? It I only had a makes Hollywood sense. Hollywood sweatshirt. <laughs> I don't remember what they did. <laughs> what is that's def- they're dating themselves with this? But Planet Hollywood is a casino in Las Vegas. That's what it is, right? Oh, I'm thinking of Hard Rock Cafe. Okay, sorry. Uh, yes. Go ahead. So, yeah. <laughs> Planet Hollywood, of course, is the casino slash hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay, and they know the person that invented it. So, or came up with, or start, or built it. And that person's going <laughs> to build the hell of a party. And he's going to make a party. So, Pandy, I literally called her Pandy in my notes. That's, That's really cute. sad. I like it. Um, <laughs> Pandy begs her mom to come to her own bachelorette, and Lisa agrees. Here's a question. Did she agree? Lisa agrees to come. So like they did listlessly that I tuned out. I do not. (laughs) I know Lisa's filming it for the show, so like she couldn't just say no. But in reality, would you want your mom at your own bachelorette party? I got a couple issues with that. Yeah. Number one, love you, mom. No. No. Because we've talked about bachelorettes recently, of course, like on Atlanta with Bolo and everything. I wouldn't want my mom witnessing things like that. Actually, my mom's cool. Your mom is cool, but would she want you to like be bent over twerking while a big guy with a big thing thing was all over your butt? I'm not doing that. You well, I'm not sorry. I don't understand that whole ba- that horny bachelorette bachelor party thing. Because like, aren't you about to get married? To can somebody? we talk about it? Actually, can we talk Let's about talk it? Let's talk about that. Um, I don't agree with put it. Put on the talk about it song. We're gonna talk about it real quick. Ooh, okay, ah. so bachelorette culture, bachelor culture. Because uh, I was thinking about this during the Atlanta saga with with Bolo and the girls over there. Yeah, it it's sort of sort of this unspoken thing of are you allowed to cheat on your bachelorette or your bachelor? I mean, I've seen some videos where that happens. Are, but, but like, is that sort of be like shh, hush hush? It's the bachelorette or the bachelor? What I happens here like stays here. Kinda, yeah, yeah. And it's like if you, to me, and I then, feel like, like what in the next week you're supposed to be like ba ba yeah. just you forever. <laughs> like <laughs> why would course, you do that? Historically, I know the point. It's like you're supposed to like have your last hurrah as a single person, right? No, That's you already point. did that before but you like, in the relationship. Right. You can't do it again. So you can't have two. Hypothetically speaking, if like there was like a bolo situation and I like had sex with the stripper because we've talked about it previously, strippers sometimes do more than just strip. Sometimes they do, um, and that's actually fine. That's actually cool. Um, but because that's their business, like that's their job to do that. So Horny, like that's yeah. fine. But like with the person that's getting married, like in my opinion, I feel like that should be like open knowledge that they cheated before their wedding, right? Yeah. Okay. I would. I mean, if you disagree yeah. with me. No, That's I'm 100% with you on this. Why are we doing this? Right. A horny, a big horny party right before you get committed? <laughs> so you regret everything? <laughs> you either regret the party or you regret getting married. Right. Right? I don't know. I've never been to an actual bachelor party in my life, though, so I don't really know how ba- how crazy they can get. But if my, like, say my best guy friend had sex with someone on his bachelor party, I might phone the wife. I might be a snitch. Like, I really might. I would. Because I'm like, that's, don't do no fucking. If he's not gonna do telling. it, if he's I'm not telling. gonna tell her, I would tell her. Right. I'm gonna get so I'm gonna get canceled for saying that because snitch culture is actually not look. Is snitch actually look, culture. Snitch culture is actually looked down upon in the modern world. It really is, and I don't. It doesn't I, exist. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you know that they get stitches and they dig ditches. How about oh. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know they dig ditches, too. Damn. Their own ditches. After the stitches? Yes. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> um, um, I think, you know, hey, I don't understand it. 
I and just, I won't do it. Don't get married if you can't be like, oh, well, and of course I'm not talking, like maybe you're marrying like a polyamorous person. So that's like allowed. That's you're on a commune. Whatever. Yeah. Are gonna have a but if your relationship is monogamous, then maybe you should keep it monogamous. Right. Sorry. Isn't that the exciting part? Aren't yeah. we excited <laughs> to do that? <laughs> that's why we're getting married? It's like, uh, Sorry. I can't wait to have sex with somebody else real quick. Of course, quick. me and Amanda always come off as like snobbish and prudish when it yeah. comes to things like this. So yeah, please take everything we're saying with a grain of salt. We just, monogamy is monogamy. Well, period. I've, I've been very hurt in the past. And so if yeah. I have to have to save another person the trouble, I'll gladly do it. Sorry. I mean, yeah, immediately. Um, I'm telling. <laughs> I'm telling on you. We have to move on, of course, to Camille. And Camille meets with um, Kyle and Adrian. They're sort of having a little girl's lunch, and they discuss, of course, the tea party with Taylor. And after some awkward small talk about the kids, which I always hate because they have to sort of make the, t- the conversation seem natural. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when my kids have an open house at school because <laughs> they make a, they have a poem or something Me and they too. give you a book. It's and- so funny. You know what else is open? <laughs> Well, Taylor's, relationship. Taylor's relationship. It's it's getting dark. Wide open. Um, <laughs> but um, the topic, of course, moves to Camille's big mouth. And she says she texted Taylor and apologized, but Taylor isn't responding. Yeah, nadoy. Like, you texted an apology? You can never do that unless you're running late somewhere. Sorry. Well, and then Camille doubles down and she says during the conversation when when she herself, Camille, revealed the, the deep-seated information, she tells us Taylor was nodding to her as if to say, yes, I give you consent to speak on it. Like, that's she what Camille was that. saying. Yeah. Oh, no. She probably gets in trouble all the time. That's a complete misinterpretation of that body language. She probably gets in trouble left and right. I just, she probably gets in car accidents all the time. They were <laughs> giving me eye contact. <laughs> and they told me to pretty much go through the red light. Basically run through the intersection <laughs> at 65. And I do feel bad for the families. Uh, but I mean, the I mean, the they day. wanted to, they told me I want to die. They said it by blinking twice. Um, yeah. I just love the idea, the concept of, no, I'm pretty sure she was literally gazing into my head, my eyes and giving me a head nod that says she was okay with it. Like, she was in on the the thing, guys. Don't don't you worry. Bad friend again. Oof, Camille. Uh, but Adrian does know that Camille was just being honest, and she feels Taylor shouldn't be too critical and just let the professionals handle it. Adrian's like, can we stop talking about it? If she she needs to see a therapist, can we like have a cocktail? Like that's really it. She goes, this is we're not going to get any <laughs> juice out of this for the show. Shut it down. Yeah, I like that energy. I I do too. I do. And then of course Kyle has to end that scene and double down and say, I would never be with an abuser. Like. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> so tone I deaf. With her. So tone deaf. So, uh, we could talk about it all day. Yeah. I would never stay with an abuser. That's, I would actually. What the heck? That's weird. That's a bad thing to do. It's actually weird to stay with someone that hits you and stuff. I wouldn't want to be hit. So. I wouldn't. Do you, she want to? <laughs> I don't get it. I already told her not to. <laughs> I don't know what else I have to do. I told her not to stay. I told her not to stay. <laughs> she stayed. And I would never stay. So therefore, <laughs> henceforth, something fishy is happening. This is just <laughs> um, We, of course, arrive at the big, th- the meat of the episode, uh, at Taylor's county fair-themed birthday party for her, like, six- or seven-year-old daughter, Kennedy. Yeah, I call it Kennedy's big corny party. Very corny. Um, so. We've got. Yes, let's talk about what we've got. <laughs> A mechanical bull. Yes. A petting zoo. Train. Pony rides. Trains. Trains. Bounce houses. Bounce house. You said mechanical bull. Yep. 
petting, petting zoo. zoo. Yep, I said that too. Okay. <laughs> Trains? Yeah, she had a little locomotive that had the kids on it and they would run around. Ah, there. okay, okay. Um, I didn't catch that. Um, so, yes, there's like, it, there, what, what, oh, there was a stage. There's going to be a performance later we'll talk about. <laughs> um, so there's two hours to go and nothing has been set up. So Taylor's sort of fiendishly trying to figure everything out. Dana's, uh, sorry, Taylor's friend Dana arrives quite early to help out. And apparently the table company, this was funny to me because well, they brought 70 kids chairs, but no kids tables. Here's the thing. Taylor's bad at doing event planning. I yeah, I was I was thinking we were going to go here. According to Dana, mm-hmm. she wanted to do it by herself. Oh. Dana helped out a lot last year, right? And Taylor, I think, was expecting her to help, or maybe said, "This year, I got it." Right? I got it. Well, because I but think kind of was half expecting Dana to be clamoring to get mm-hmm. in there and help out. Right. And Dana didn't really. She sort of, she sort of like Taylor. T- I'm going to deal with the chair situation. And all Dana sort of did was like, "So, how many chairs we got here, guys? What are we talking here?" Well, that's exactly what like, Taylor was doing, <laughs> which is not helpful. The hell? You had to have all these details ironed out before you, before the day of. You got to know um, when it's going to be set. This was such a weird, like, so basically. It was terrible. The table company brought 70 kids chairs, no kids tables. Taylor's having a panic attack. And then we have the hunt for Jaime, which I wanted to play the clip because oh, sh- it was such frantic energy. The hunt for Jaime and the, ch- and the tables for the kids. It's really Jaime. It's really Jaime. It's really Jaime. Yes. Well, we'll, well get into it. I'm not going to ask her to do that, but <laughs> Jaime would be fine. <laughs> Let's play the clip. Um, the rental company did not bring the children's tables. They brought children's chairs and no tables. So I had nothing to do with it. I cannot believe this is happening to me. <laughs> Hello? Really? He says the children's tables are here. Okay, who should I be asking for? Jaime. Was that you, Jaime? Is he Jaime? No, we're not Jaime. Is there a Jaime? No. He said there's somebody named Jaime that has children's tables. Please tell me that's Jaime. Oh, do you have children's tables? I have your table right Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. They told me we didn't have any kids' tables. Okay. Now, can you make the sun come out? Okay. Something about that clip of her pronouncing Jaime like that. I hope he's getting paid. It was it was dark to me. I don't want to say anything uncouth and untrue, but the wait is this? Are you Jaime? Jaime. Jaime. Like. Oh. I heard there was a guy named Jaime over here She's that had a chair or two or a table. Worst. Like. <laughs> the worst. I don't Running think. around screaming at people asking where, where all the chairs are. <laughs> and, and when do you think it'll be done? 25 minutes? Good. I'll be back to check on you. <laughs> the fuck you will? <laughs> like, oh what? my. No, the whole like party planning was in such disarray. She should have really hired somebody. I mean... And her daughter's over there. They keep cutting to her daughter on her birthday, swinging by herself. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Oh, yeah. Like, happy birthday. I'm actually not available. <laughs> I have to go scream at people and annoy them. Are you Jaime? Like, and then she turned around and goes, Jaime, Jaime. <laughs> no, he's not going to show up. I heard there was a Jaime. I don't and know. he was not happy when No, he, he wasn't. He's he like, I got your chairs over here, by the way. I mean, like. <laughs> right. Not a single smile from Jaime. And he, she's jumping all over him and hugging him. And he's like, oh, Oof, my God, I have an um, actual wife. <laughs> 
But uh, everyone starts to sort of arrive to the party, which was put together just in time. Of course, it always is. And Taylor announces that Ace Young from American Idol is set to perform an original song he wrote just for Taylor's daughter. Now, are you a big Ace Young kind of stand person? Let me show you something. <laughs> She's bringing up the back tattoo. Yep. And we've seen it. It's many a times. full back tattoo. <laughs> Did you see the top? <laughs> is it what is it? It says two eyes piercing into your soul. It's so, his face just straight on. I of course like was a part of American Idol culture when it was big, but I don't remember him in any capacity. Nobody does. Like, <laughs> no one knows who that is. Except for her. She thought he was cute. Yeah. I mean he's like he, well, we'll talk about Ace in a minute. He yeah, he'll get his he's moment. Ace, all right. Um but no, Taylor does sort of flirt with Ace for a bit and he's clearly into her energy. Um and I, he, he, mm, what I'll say is he he was he was sort of like swarmy smarmy enough. Uh, not too smarmy for a kid's party, I'll say. He seemed like he was trolling for the P word, like. Oh, yeah. In a, in a way. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was working in a couple different ways. Yeah. He was trying to work a couple angles, <laughs> see if he could get in there. <laughs> I don't blame him. Why not? Um, I gotta say, does anyone, a listener needs to reach out what season, and I won't research it on my phone, because I'm looking for human information that Google cannot provide. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Season was Ace Young on. I'm using that. I remember the big ones. I remember uh, Fantasia and Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson. That's about it. And that's about it, yeah. Ruben Stuttered. Oh, Catherine McPhee, I remember. And then I remember Jordan Sparks, I remember. I think I just remember the winners. I don't remember any of the men. (laughs) You don't remember Ruben Stuttered? I do remember Ruben because I feel like he should have won. Oh, he did win, though, didn't he? Yes, and Clay Aiken took second place. He did. I think I was living in an alternate universe where Clay Aiken won American Idol, which is dark. I mean, he got more popular. He did. Um... Anyways, anyway. before we turn into an American Idol podcast, right? That was close. Uh, we have to move <laughs> over to Lisa um, as she meets with Pandora, her daughter, to discuss the guest list for her wedding. And Pandy is demanding that it be more than two hundred people, which was shocking for me to hear. And then I had to remember this was two thousand eleven, and it there wasn't a pandemic happening. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Because I was scared from. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding you me? Really? You're two hundred people." <laughs> In this climate? And I was like, oh, 10 years ago. Okay, oh, cool. That's fine. Yeah. Have 300 people. <laughs> like, Why not? <laughs> um, but Lisa wants to cut it down a bit because she seems like that's a bit excessive. Um, do you think it's 200 for a wedding? Like non-pandemic. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's crazy no matter what. Yeah. Because see, at my wedding, I would want like a healthy 50 people. I don't even need 50. Well, because you have to think like. You got to pay I for all I want the party. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, you I, hopefully. all the stuff. You got to get, you know, you got to pay for. Freaking what? Their food? It's expensive as heck. Their booze? I feel like I'm talking like I would, I need a good dozen tops. I would want to do it the actually old, know me and care. I would want to <laughs> do it the old fashioned way and be big enough in the world of like celebrity or social media to have brands just take the hit and have like publicity for the wedding and I'd get you it off have for a free. Splurt sponsored wedding? <laughs> yeah. My splurt soda. <laughs> Crack into a splurt. <laughs> I wear a tux that's just all splurt logo. It's green. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get splurted if you do. Say it. Um, the bride wore splurt. Splurt, 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 splurt. Splurt, 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 splurt. I think that would be the way to go because you really don't have to. Your vows have to be about slurs. I feel like deals are being made in L.A. right now. Oh, my God. They are. (laughs) Um, 
Uh, Lisa, Lisa also wants a sexy and gorgeous wedding invitation, so that's why they're there, of course. She invites her fabulous friend, wedding planner friend, Kevin Lee, to discuss it. What did the you think Asian about gentleman. this man? Yes. I was glad to see him. I remember him. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, the Asian guy's here. Yes. Right. Uh, he, he. I don't know what his job title is exactly, but he's sort of fabulous friend. That's yeah. sort of it, you like know? Like the uh, that Atlanta gay Dwight, guy. yes. Yeah, Dwight. He's yes. sort of the Dwight of, um, that's actually true. He is Comes kind of the in, Dwight of Beverly. excellent posture and just uh-huh. kind of tells everybody, don't worry. He's this similar energy. Like, actually, I, I don't want you to look bad, but you do look bad right now. Right. So we're going to make it so that you look better. <laughs> um, Kevin starts pulling out these like extravagant... <laughs> Wedding invites, I think as a joke, like as a kooky joke, because... I don't even think so. At one point, he pulls out this, like, scroll, <laughs> which was so big and long. I'm like, if I got that in the mail, first of all, I wouldn't... It would have to be, like... It wouldn't be special. It also would be cumbersome. Cool about a scroll is someone's presenting it to you? <laughs> right, you would need sort of, like, someone You dressed. don't have to open up your own scroll. <laughs> That's like some national yeah, treasure. There shit, would need right? to be at least one guy with the scroll unfurling it and reading it, and another guy if I'm announcing it. My own scroll. I'm well, solving. And then a another guy has to be there with a horn, sort of introducing yeah, the that's guy. That's what makes it celebratory. Yeah. I'm opening my own scroll. Something <laughs> happened. Something bad. And I need to figure it out. You're like an, in an underground, like cavern, like figuring. Oh, they're coming. Yeah, oh, a little candlelight. Yes. The wax is dripping on the floor because it's been burning forever. Very Game of Thrones energy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, and then he also found an invite to show them it's like a huge basically like a FedEx box size thing with pink bows red roses on it and Pandora loved that one it looked like trash it was it was so big you have to think about it it was probably about the size of of a big scroll and these are expensive too (laughs) they were like a hundred something each invitation for each invitation so I would need at least put like a sticker on that says you know paid for by Dove Soap that way, <laughs> every woman wash up before you show up to this dope party and bring your thirst because Splurt's about to get you. Yeah, Pandora actually did choose like the big, big, big box. Um, yeah, for her and then invite. It looked like this was the very first time that she ever made the Pandora's box joke, which it I did found to be shocking. Someone in school, in like grade school, should have made that joke to her. Like, because we and it learned about been happening. Yeah, we should have. Regularly. We learned about that in like mythology and like little kids. But someone has a jokey name. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, people love to joke my name up. It's been happening. What is the joke up. with your name? A man. Duh. You're a man. Duh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's or that's really problematic. Amanda hug and kiss. Amanda hug and kiss. Uh huh. I don't get that. A man. I'm looking can hug for Amanda hug and kiss. Amanda hug to kiss. What's your last name? Hug and kiss. Amanda I don't have any uh, jokey names with my name. Oh yeah, people love to play with me. Hmm. They love to play with my name. I maybe they could say with me like, "Ooh, would you want to go visit the country of Jordan?" Yeah. And it's like a sexual. Do you want to, fin- to visit the, the country of Jordan? Is this the detective in the interrogation room asking you this. <laughs> I would like to visit the country of Jordan. I don't like your fantasy today. <laughs> I don't think it's not doing anything for me. <laughs> It's too um, unreal. <laughs> yeah, Pandy did like sort of, she was like, I love this big box, like Pandora's box. And Lisa chuckled, oh, yes, at Pandora's box, of course. And I'm like, there's no way, that, you're right, there's no way that joke never came up before. Is this the first time? That's <laughs> the first thing I think when I hear her name. I, in fact, I think she was named Pandora based on like when you unleash her to the world, chaos emerges. Did she like, think that that was like an original name? Did Lisa <laughs> think she made the word up? Oh. I don't know what's going on in that house. But um, I will also say that Lisa's being fake, too. Uh-huh. Pretending to be brand new. When she sees some of these invitations, she goes, oh, my 
God, I've never seen anything like this. She was trying to seem relatable. Yeah. Because they were also extravagant and fancy. I mean, she probably like turned, once the cameras were on, she's like, okay, so we'll take about 250 of the scrolls. Right. We love the scrolls. Um, She's like, I've already ordered the invitations. They're sent out. Thank you so much for coming by. This is a farce. Right. (laughs) um, Thank you for coming. Uh, And one more thing, her boring ass fiance looks mad. What was his name? He looks not corny. Michael? What was it? I don't know. He looks like one of them yacht boys. Yeah, he looks like a very much like a Harvard uh, racist. Yeah, like. a, Maga, a Magalaga. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he wants to make America hate again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but... But what do I know? He what, could be a humanitarian. He could be. He looked real shiny, though. But he was... Slick rich. He seemed honest. I won't go there. I'm not going to call out anyone's... Uh, a re- reputation, but I mean, he, I could see him getting uh, a blowjob from a guy behind a building. Oh, easily, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I said it. And now, now we're talking to quote about Camille, a cool fantasy. To quote Camille from early in the episode, and now we said it. And yeah. now we said it. And now we said it. Now it's out there. Um, and you set it up. <laughs> you set it up. Back at the county fair, of course, everyone is having a grand time. They're dancing. They're playing with magic in a field. There is a very, There's a clown. Very scary shit. There is a very long mechanical bull scene. Too they long. Milked that. Yeah, because it comes back later. But it, geez, it has a, it has a two hitter. Yeah, they thought that was the funniest shit. Yeah, Kyle attempts to ride it. Uh, she's trying to be the goofy gal of the group. Kim, you know, she sort of gets on it. She's like, "Oh, this is easy," and yeah, she succinctly gets. I don't think mechanical bulls are funny, in fact, but I'm only saying that because I was severely injured on one in New Orleans. I believe you. They look dangerous. Um, <laughs> they look really dangerous, especially if you're drunk. Yeah, up and around your bones aren't supposed to do that. It, no, and I will say, and don't go. First of all, a don't go to New Orleans and then get really drunk at like seven or eight different places and then finish your night at a mechanical eight, bull. Seven or eight places. It's well, you have to That's sort of get stamina. a taste from everything. Way to go. Um. But stamina, you hear this? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's ready. But uh, Kim arrived. Oh, sorry, but um, uh, Queen Brandy arrives. Sorry. So my girl Brandy, she's sort of hobbling up like a wounded soldier. I like she's her. got like a <laughs> a bad leg, a peg <laughs> leg, it seems. Um, and but I don't like this part that she has a problem with Lisa because they didn't. Pick her connection for Pandora's wedding? Well, we're actually not there that, yet. Oh, that's actually. not where we are. Oh, no, sorry. no, no. Sorry. Um, Amanda, Amanda hugs and kisses, of course, loves to skip ahead. <laughs> um, but no, Kim arrives and is nervous to see Kyle since the last time they met Kyle was a wreck. Kyle was a wreck at the idea of Kim moving in with that man. So it's like awkward between Kim and Kyle. Yes. And then later it's awkward between Kim and Brandy. And then Kyle, uh, it's just so. Basically, Kyle says it later. It's so weird that there's all these different strains amongst the girls, and I don't like it. And it's like, well, you're on the show where you have to have strains, right? So <laughs> why are you being so fucking awkward about it? Like, <laughs> approach it. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. Get emboldened. <laughs> I want to see you embroiled in it. Um, but that's when, of course, Kyle and Taylor find a moment to discuss the current situation in the group. And Taylor isn't happy, especially with one Camille. Let's play the clip. It's so beautiful, Taylor. It's such a nice idea. So nice. So, yeah, Lisa said she would love to come, but if she didn't show up, it wasn't because she was angry with me. And Camille, um, if she showed up, she would be shoveling shit as far as I'm concerned. 
I probably should not have shared personal information about my marriage with Camille, but then Camille shouldn't have blurted it out at a tea party in front of other people, and I'm still mad at her. Is she gonna come? She would not show her face. Well, have you guys been texting back and forth, or what's happened? She's apologized to me 500 times. I'm so sorry. I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to betray you. I know that Taylor doesn't like what Camille has said, but in all fairness, Camille is only repeating what Taylor has told us. It's not fair for her to be upset with Camille about this. As far as I'm concerned, she's done with me. So, of course, we have another moment where Kyle's sort of, once again, doubling down on this, like, leave Camille alone situation. Uh. Which, if you were to ask me, and we'll probably talk about it in our final segment later, but, like, um, I feel as if... Camille is 1,000% like in the wrong here. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. She exposes what Taylor did not want exposed. Right. She then says, Taylor told me that it was okay subliminally, which whatever, weird. And then Taylor's literally like, no, I'm upset at her and I don't want to be around her. I feel like I can't trust her. And then Kyle turns around and is like, it's weird that you're mad at her, though. All she like, did was say things that you said. You said. Like, she didn't make it up. <laughs> You have the secret. <laughs> you have the she weird. She told your secret. What's the big deal? <laughs> you, I wouldn't even be in that situation. What's going on with these? Yeah, girls? you were in the situation in the begin with, so I think that's the worst part. <laughs> like, what you wanted help and support from a friend? Why are you there still, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe English isn't her first language. <laughs> She's acting like she doesn't understand the situation uh, to a degree that is troubling. Right. And it's like, look, Taylor has every fucking right to not want Camille around at the moment because I would I would feel betrayed if I were Taylor as well. I mean, you have to understand here. We're not talking about, you know, Taylor like wearing the same dress. Yeah. Or Taylor like getting too drunk at a party one night and doesn't want to talk about it. We're right. talking about physical abuse. Something serious, dark from a partner and needs to be like handled professionally. Yeah. 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 So, of course, I. It's. Uh, I understand where some people are probably screaming, but she's on a reality show, so these things are going to come out no matter what. But she didn't even bring that. it up herself. Right, Camille's that's the one that brought it out. Yeah, that's so. why it's twisted. Sorry, girly. And usually, I love Camille because she does dive deep into the mess. I mean, we all remember her being like, her. Uh, what did she say? She, uh, well, no, I, no. She brought out psychic. Remember, and so the psychic oh, was like, yeah. "Oh, her, your husband will never emotionally fulfill you." And Camille's just sort of like, "Huh, oh, it's so weird that she's doing this right now." Hmm. <laughs> 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 Camille is a strange bird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shit. Okay, let's imagine. What if you said something that insensitive and you blew somebody's spot up like that? What approach do you take afterwards? Well, I did just like 10, 15 minutes ago say that I would expose a soon-to-be husband and tell his bride that he cheated on her with a stripper. Okay. But, so, um, so that's sort of what you're saying here. If I expose culture. someone. Exposed culture. Yeah, exposed culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, a secret that wasn't mine to tell. Um, what was the question? <laughs> what? How do you handle it? How do you do damage control? I feel like you should definitely go to the person that, you know, it was about first and explain yourself and be like, these are the reasons why I did it. Um, and if they simply can't accept that or move on, then you might've lost a friend, but you felt like what you did was right. And they're feeling like what they're doing is right by cutting you out. It's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. She needed to go to her in person. Yeah. Instead of texting. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Anyways, good luck handling it. See you at the reunion. 100. (laughs) I'm sorry. 100. (laughs) I'm sorry. 100 little hand signal. Facts. (laughs) 
This is actually lit how sorry I am, the three flames. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I totally feel I feel really bad for Taylor here. Um, and honestly, yeah, keep, keep, keep your mouth shut when it comes to, like, I don't know. I can see how good she is at compartmentalizing, though. Very that. Like, she... You ha- that's a survival tactic. Yeah. You gotta be good at that if you're gonna have, you know, a very, like, up-and-down relationship, so... It's just a shame that Kyle can't understand that. Is she? Does she just wear her heart on her sleeve like that? Well, and that Kyle is like Taylor's best friend, it seems here. So it's like weird friend energy. Like you're desperate for Lisa to be your friend, even though Lisa treats you like dog shit. Yeah. And then Kyle's your best friend, and all she's and doing she is doesn't even at you with your with her mouth open, going and might not even believe that you're getting abused. Yeah. Like <laughs> doesn't believe it, doesn't want to, and therefore doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, Camille might be her best friend because at least Camille says, we're looking out for you, babe. Yeah. We're watching out for you. Okay. But now we said it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just now. Maybe that, it's uh, Dana that she needs the most to just organize complete. her life. Yes. Like, <laughs> Dana or actually, um, God, who Adrian. came Kyle's house? Faye Resnick. Faye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Get, bring Faye get in there. Get Faye. <laughs> And just get off the show for a couple weeks. Come back. Yeah, darkness yeah. prevails. Um, we move over to Adrian and her family arriving finally. And she tells us that she is confused by Taylor's relationship with Russell. But she'll always be there to support. That they, These girls kept dropping that bomb. Huh, it's so weird that they're being friendly with each other. But so I thought he hit her. I'm it's so, so ridiculous. Right. Um, that's when Adrian and Kyle, they chat. And Adrian is pissed off, okay? She's had enough. Because she found out through the grapevine that Lisa is hosting her daughter's bachelorette party. There it is. At one of her competing casinos. And Adrian feels like Lisa doesn't care about promoting her friend's business. So, of course, Adrian owns the Palm Casino. Mm. Damn it. And Lisa is having it at the Planet Hollywood, which who's ever heard of that anyway? She doesn't even know that person. Um, Does she? What? And Who Adrian doesn't even get why are you she, Adrian says I always support her restaurants. They do be getting mad when they don't reciprocate. <laughs> I think that's the funniest rich people problem. It's super it's like very exclusive. They do exclusive. it on New York. Yes. They do it like the necklace thing. The remember? businesses are sacred. You cannot it's you like they're to. more sacred than the kids. Like you can bring the yeah. kids into all the drama, but do not mess with them with the business. You forgot about my business? <laughs> Did you forget about it? Cuz I've talked to you about it. Oh, Why didn't you use my brother's jewelry business? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. The hell? <laughs> oh no no no! That's not gonna fly. My brother me. makes jewelry, so, so you not is it not good enough? I see the necklace you're wearing. It's not my brother's. So <laughs> weird. It's weird. It's getting, and I helped him do inventory last week, so I know getting weird. In there. It's actually getting really weird in here. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go because I bought the I thought, little dresses you were selling. Because I think their friendships are more like business <laughs> <Yeah>. partnerships. <laughs> yes. So it's like, you're not going to help me make more money by... Well, and that's really what it comes down to. Ad- like, if this weren't getting filmed, Adrian wouldn't care where Lisa's little no. event was. But the fact that it's like, oh, so there's going to be cameras at Pandora's uh, freaking event at the Planet Hollywood and Next not the Palm. Door. So now when people are walking down the street, they're going to think, oh, let me go to the Planet Hollywood. Yeah, that's weird. From Housewives. <laughs> From Housewife. <laughs> like- yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so now I what? I have to like go do an ad for my own... My own casino. I'm going to throw a party right, right at the same time. <laughs> I, she might actually end up My doing bachelorette that. party. She actually might yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I wish I had a business to promote like that ferociously. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, but um, if, so, if any one of my friends started a podcast, I'd be like, that's a little weird. Because <laughs> yeah. you, defen- you never promoted my podcast. Yeah, if they said, you so, know what? Listen to mine. Hmm. You have to. I just started one. Huh. Well, did you did you have one too? <laughs> oh, that's cute. 
Yeah, mine's really good. Uh, well, <laughs> really in, good. See you in court. Uh, <laughs> there's a very strange moment here where Brandy is sort of staring at Kim from across Love the, it. the yard. Love to see it. And they're like Love in a Western to see it. movie. I was waiting for this. The way the music <laughs> was and the way that. It reminded me, were you. Because I was very awkward in high school. Yes. Were you a starer at your crushes? I was not. I was more look at the ground, look at the ground, I don't exist. Oh, well, look at the ground, yeah. look at the ground, yes. But then, like, I had, like, this one staring thing with this boy <laughs> once, back and forth, and I thought, like, I thought he was, like, you know, trying to communicate uh-huh. that he was interested in me by, like, He was like Amanda contact. Hugs and Kisses. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> you piece of shit, by the way, stop. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it just reminded me of that kind of staring where you're, like, is he looking? Oh my God, no. is I he? was never good at that game where you could like avert your eyes so fast so they could never look at you. Look at well, them. But part of the game is you avert, but then you look back and then you like kind of. So like, yeah, you'll be like, <laughs> you, you try to play off. So we're like, oh, you're staring at me, even though you were actually the original person that was staring in the first place. So yeah. Okay. yeah. You get you give them the feeling, the sensation that they're being watched, and you kind of look yeah. away and look back, like, "Oh my god!" I didn't pick up on those charms until I was well in my twenties. <laughs> so, I, but now I have them at you know. I was in imagination land. Really quickly, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I really learned. But it. no, basically, Brandy is sort of like intensely staring at Kim, and Kim's avoiding eye contact because they have beef right now. But here's the thing, though: Kim's avoiding it in a way that's so aloof. <laughs> And weird, like she doesn't even know she's on camera. Yeah, she's I mean, making weird faces, <laughs> telling weird stories about horses. Yeah, yeah. Um, she doesn't seem sober, but hey, who knows? And yeah, Brandy is sort of scared to see Kim since they've had such trouble with each other since the beginning. And that's where I pulled the clip because it's a thank God. It's quite an icy reception between Brandy and Kim. I gotta say, I want to say hi to you. How are you? Hi. What are you doing talking to me? I have nothing to say to you. You don't exist. So. I wanted to break the ice and be like, yo, it's all good. Sorry, I don't really know you. But I I can't speak for Kim. I mean, Kim can't even speak for herself. So uh, clearly, she didn't say anything. Bye. Bye. Nice to see you. Thank you so much. Well, how did you really do it? awkward yeah i gotta say um first and foremost of course we know i mean brandy and cam eventually patch things up they're thick as thieves later on down the road where they're getting you know once again i'm gonna bring it up but the best moment we've ever witnessed was when they got into a five cart pile up on top of an escalator in amsterdam Mm. together and summit brandy of course you know skittled away the summit (laughs) yes Um, but right here in 2011, they were not feeling each other whatsoever. They, and they, how awkward are you <laughs> to do that to somebody? That's not an icebreaker. So You're saying how Brandy, Brandy yes, was very awkward Brandy. here. Yeah, okay. So, Jordan, I just wanted to say hi to you. Hi. Good to see you. Yes. And you as well. Thank you. It's good to see you. Yes. Very good. Oh, yeah. Have a good day. Yes. <laughs> it was very that. But what I feel like I, what, here's what I'm thinking there. Because, you know, Brandy, this was like her first kind of year playing around on the show. So maybe she's just like, okay, if there's a moment to be made from here, maybe we can make it happen. You know, that's that's the best case scenario. Yeah, because if that's definitely really, testing the waters to see how much yeah. conflict would come out of that. Um, Kim doesn't care about that stuff, though. When she, I Kim feel like when not. Kim's actually <laughs> mad at somebody, she's like, no, I'm not talking to yeah. you <laughs> which a strange casting choice for a tv show uh, but <laughs> yeah i was thinking that too i'm like 
I understand being a person out in the yes. world, and if I see somebody I don't like, I don't have to talk to them. <laughs> but you're on the show. You guys are booked together. You're going to be hanging out together later. Right. The whole thing is we like to kind of see the drama. So what do you huh. – <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> yeah. Good try on Brandy's part, but didn't quite, uh, yeah, didn't quite go there. Wasn't yeah, wasn't playing with a live wire Yeah, there. but Brandy does approach Kyle. She's like, well, if Kim isn't going to give me something, maybe Kyle will sort of help me out here. Yeah, she moved on. Um, and expresses that, you know, Kyle, I don't want to make – I do want to make it right with your sister – but Kyle does say Kim will hold on to a grudge very for a very long time and wishes her luck. Um, not that long, though, because they eventually patch it up, you know? So Kyle wishes. <laughs> it's like, oh, Kim? My sister? <laughs> so high maintenance, dude. You don't want to deal with her. Don't try to be her friend. Yeah, I'm her actually, only. I'm actually her only friend. <laughs> She's going to move back in with me. Yeah, she just moved in this man. And bad, long story, I cried, cried. But yeah, she hates everyone, really. Yeah. So you should she's, stop trying. She's in actually. a bad place. Yeah, so she's yeah. just mine. Don't worry about her. She gets me. I get her. We're Don't kinda... even look at her. <laughs> I saw you looking earlier. <laughs> that is so. That's so true, though. Kyle yeah. is trying to sort of keep her at arm's she's length. Got possession issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Of course. Of course. Of course. I have to find myself uh, in my notes here because I've lost my place. But we get a tough scene here. We get actually a very tough scene where Russell, Taylor's husband, um, late husband, uh, is ordering that they switch around certain events so he can deliver Kennedy a horse. So basically, they're like about to do the Ace Young performance. Yes. And he's like, no, 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 that can happen at four. The horse just got here. We need to give her the horse now. Yeah. And Taylor's like trying to like, okay, we can probably switch it around, but he's we have to get these guys, blah, blah, blah. And Dana's kind of pissed because she's like, oh, no, we had to, we just figured this out. An hour ago, so we're not changing it because like, it was very that energy, and he was yeah. he was very demanding about the switch. He was for pretty sure. serious about it, yeah. Well, and Dana does tell us, you know, she he feels told like, her to relax. He did, he he did tell her that. I mean, and I mean, you could feel the energy from him. You can like, never tell anybody to relax, I guess. No, because <laughs> it's like even if you do need to, you can't tell somebody. Well, and Dana does feel like it should be about the little girl. Having a birthday but and it not hasn't been the entire effing. It hasn't, so and I don't it know probably what. never will. But no. <laughs> but not so he can sort of seem like father of the year to the cameras and everyone else because that's sort of what he wanted, right? He wanted to deliver the horsey to the his little girly, and that would the be horse a moment. Just got there, right? I don't think he's thinking like them with that. Oh, he, you think it was like, well, the horse is here, so we have to kind of do it right. now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want her to see the horse randomly. I want her to know that it's here for her. Instead of like, oh, whoa, there's a horse over there. You'll see about it. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it I was, think that's all it was. I think they were showing that to us just sort of like, see, he's unhinged. Right, like, right, right. he's got issues with women, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Right. That was not a good example of Not that. at all. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> He clearly did have issues with women, but that was sort of just a scene of him. They kind of put it. I could see it was fabricated because then they all took a picture together. Right. And they spliced in this footage of everyone looking confused throughout the day. Right. That was obviously not in response. Well, and during that, Kyle gets one more slap in there where she says, I'm just super confused and baffled by the state of Taylor's marriage. (laughs) Like. She Take can't handle it. Why are they taking a picture together? I thought what that he the her. hell? You either love someone or you hate them. What the heck? I, 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 
Well, and of course, I want to say I'm very thankful that Kyle's never been in a situation like that. Yeah, but I'm not like, saying she needs to learn. But like, I'm just well, she doesn't need to learn. I'm not saying she needs to. She needs to learn it. that there are toxic energies within people's brains that make them do horrible things, and they also make them accept horrible things in other people. Right? People so, get into routines, and yeah. they're very, very powerful. Kyle, and stop doing the confused thing. It's not that hard to fucking comprehend. And it's okay? not a cute look for uh-uh. a grown woman. You're a grown-ass fucking you woman. Wrong, girl. Then we get a short scene of the goofy husbands riding the bull, wah, wah, moving on. Oh, 100%. Jeez. Oh, isn't it crazy? Another bull Let's scene. Let's double <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the editors? Let's... Let's spread our... Yeah, let's really... Okay. We have not a lot to work with. <laughs> But we do have about oh, cool. 45 minutes of people. It looks like a lot of action. They're laughing. I don't think the viewer will know that nothing's really happening. We'll just throw that bull footage. Yeah, in. more bull stuff. Everybody was on it. <laughs> yeah, let's get the husbands there. Yeah, yeah. It took up like half the episode, Shoot, the stupid effing bull. That's when we get towards the end of the episode, and Taylor gives a speech, you know, thanking everyone and introduces the musical performance. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it's Ace Young, and of way, course, yes. Did you know that Taylor's just a girl from Oklahoma? Oh, I, I got the clip. However, I just want to sort of set this up because it's Ace Young mm-hmm. and Dana's son, mm. who somehow is mixed up with Ace Young. I don't know how. Wait, was he the guy with all the tattoos on his head? No, I think, no, Dana's <laughs> son was the gu- boy in the glasses. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, we got to pay attention. I think he was playing the keyboard or something. Okay. But of course, you know, Ace Young knows how to serenade a crowd. Let's play the final clip Hell of the night. I yeah. think you guys will really enjoy this one. I'm a bit overwhelmed because I am a girl from Oklahoma who all of a sudden found myself in this beautiful life. And I couldn't imagine ever having two guys like this make a song up for my daughter. So thank you so much. Close your eyes, lead me through your dreams. It's flying through the clouds. You are the pilot. It's beautiful. Kennedy, listen to your song, baby. You make. I just thought it was so beautiful and it really speaks to every mother's heart that your children do really make every day a special day. You guys sing it with us. You make every day a birthday. You make every day a birthday to me. Do it again. Come on. While Ace was singing, he had a drink in his hand and he's like pointing at the crowd and he's like, happy birthday. <laughs> It was fine. You make every day a birthday. Happy birthday, Kennedy. Happy birthday, Kennedy. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) First and foremost, yes, that man was on American Idol. I don't know how far he got. Was he on drugs when he wrote the lyrics (laughs) to the song? You make every day a birthday to me. Um, you could tell he was, he wrote that in the car on the way over. It's flying (laughs) through the clouds. You are the pilot. It's beautiful. You make every day. Those are the lyrics. Well, and it's like, Taylor was so moved because, you know, he wrote it specifically for Kennedy. Once again, I think he wrote it in less than two minutes because it was just one line of a verse and one chorus. That was the entire song. Everybody. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) 
He was definitely, Brandy was right, and he was definitely kind of slurry and back and forth drunky. He was relaxed, baby. Um, He was feeling it. Let's analyze these lyrics, though. You Uh make every day a birthday to me. What does that mean? Mm. You, I'm like, I'm getting older. I'm getting warmed up. I'm getting older every single day I'm with you because you make me feel old. Every day is a birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what he started with. I th- <laughs> when the creative process was no, I think it's like okay, so it's a five year old's birthday, right? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, um, and her mom requested the song. Cool. So like maybe it's something like okay, so like you're in the yeah. she's probably like a little girl, so she's probably like excited. And there's, and there's ponies. Okay, cool. So like cool. maybe you're in I'm the cloud. You're that. the pilot in the clouds because girls maybe like she's that, right? Like yeah, kind of likes the nature. Like clouds. They like clouds. It's her birthday, so maybe like oh, if I said like oh, what if I'm a birthday to you? No, no, no. You make it me feel like a bur- no wait. Okay, we'll let, figure let, out me the the, yeah, let me get on the yeah. Let me get on the piano. Uh, okay, you make every day birthday to me. That's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna be there to do the harmony, but you got it. Yeah, no, I can handle it. I can handle it. Um, wow, 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 wow. First and foremost, like. You guys sing it with us. That was the awkwardest part. Like, because he had There's to literally, that he had explained the. See, <laughs> and it's all these kids looking uncomfortable. They're, none of them were facing the stage. The party went downhill yeah. right as he started playing. And they even when he sort song. of like desperately needed the uh, the uh, audience to join in, he had to sort of explain the lyrics. So it goes like, "Hey guys, join in. Every day's a birthday to me, or whatever. <laughs> it's like, you make every day like it was." <laughs> It was tough. It was a tough one. I don't um, even know what that means to answer your but question. But put that I in. Know. I don't know what it means. We're going to put that in uh, the Songs of the Housewives Historians box because yes. we've collected quite a few. Yes. Um, and I hopefully one day we'll do like a musical cover of a lot of them. A uh, large parade, I think, would yeah. be good. <laughs> Down the street yeah. so everyone knows. Start we'll with do, Good as Gold. We'll start with Good as Gold. We'll do whatever that Demetrius song was, which I need to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Tardy for the Party. And then uh, Every Day mm. is Beautiful. They sort of end the event by delivering Kennedy her very own horse. She looks pissed about that song. Kennedy still. was. She's had a song hangover. Yeah. <laughs> He was not interested in shit. Honestly, that song knocked them kids out. <laughs> I'm telling you, it shut it down. We can use that song to end parties. We really could just to get people out the door. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. You would think if you were writing a song for a five-year-old, you'd be like, it's your birthday. It's hey. your birthday. Get on your feet. Let's go. Hey. It's your birthday. It's Ooh. your birthday. Time to go to sleep. Go hey, home. What? Yeah, so yeah. something like that. But <laughs> it's your birthday. Horses everywhere. You know, something kind of high Bring energy. out the dancing bears. Yeah. Let's go. Hey. Like, that's a kid's song. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, Kennedy was sleepy tired, um, and I think it had been a long day. She was sort of just done for the day. Yeah. At some point, she had, like, a weird dress issue, too, we didn't even talk about. It was... Yeah, Kennedy, Kennedy was, was not the star of yeah, the party. Yeah, no. So, I... Yeah. And Kennedy, I know you're probably, like... She was like barely a, mentioned in the speech. Yes. I think this is a pretty good party for a five-year-old. <laughs> huh? Kind Passes the bar, if you're asking me. Kennedy. Me. Let me tell you a little about me. I'm just a small town girl. <laughs> Living in a lonely world, Oklahoma. And now I've got this beautiful life. 
Oh my god! Look at me, huh? And my daughter's over there. And man, <laughs> I never thought I would see this. Um, Kennedy, if you're listening, I guess you would be like what 16 or 17 now. If that was like 10 or 11 years ago, yeah. Um, we're sorry to, about your birthday. We're sorry about your fifth birthday. We're sorry about a lot of other things that have unfortunately happened to you. But if you want to come on the show or call in, I would love to talk about your experience of this birthday if you remember it. Because oh, yeah. what happened behind the scenes and how how drunk Ace Young really was. And, yes, uh, we'd love to get your um, your honest uh, opinion on everything. Uh, it, that's when this sort of episode rounds up, Taylor tells us her and Russell have a difficult marriage and finding happiness with another person takes a lot of work, but she wants to be happy. And then the other girls, however, are all telling us that they feel as if she's been fighting for something she's never had to begin with. So yeah, um, <laughs> we start the episode starts heavy and it ends heavy because it does. they just won't let it go and they're yeah. not capable of handling it or processing it at all. And I got to say, you know, the girls of besides Taylor, their reluctance to sort of just take her words at face value and understand that, yes, she's struggling, but she also sees she's presenting well positivity. Yeah, right. That's um, they just it. can't accept that. And like, that's, no, she's presenting too well. Yeah. I mean, my heart goes out to Taylor from 2010. I know she's moved on. I'm, I think she's like happily married to some man. I'm not entirely sure. Honestly, I hope every day's a birthday to her. I do too, and bring her back to the show. Run I think it. we're ready. Bring her back to the show. I think we're ready as a as a nation. She deserves it, Carla. and she needs a second chance. Come on! And of course, before we get going, we have to hit our final segment of the night. Well, the episode is over, and it's time to say, "What's your favorite part of the show today?" Okay, Amanda. So, of course, this is the part of the episode where we talk about our favorite part of the show. Amanda, do you want to go first or second? Mm, let me go second. Okay, well, I have a couple faves. Okay. Of course, uh, weirdly enough, I mean, uh, yeah, my favorite part of the episode, and I cannot lie, like I said, is going to have to be every day is a birthday with you. Yeah, it's that's such an iconic moment. And when Ace Young is on the screen, you got to pay attention because he's so <laughs> sexual. You got to get up and move because he's so <laughs> high energy, baby. It's a party. Um, once again, never heard of that man in my entire life. <laughs> um, also, honorable mention to uh, Kim and Ken putting up a bridge above their fireplace and having that be a moment in the show. Random. Mm, terrible. Yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> that too for some reason <laughs> and uh i think that's about it nothing nothing truly kooky happened um well oh the jaime part was fun the jaime part was fun jaime was <laughs> fun let me amanda what was your favorite part of the episode there was something that i did want to bring up let me find it really quick well, and I will, what else? I mean, you had, I, I didn't like any of the Lisa stuff. I mean, she wasn't egregious to me. She wasn't, she didn't make me upset. But honestly, her, her like obsession with her daughter's wedding, almost like it was her own wedding was troublesome with me. And we didn't really speak on it tonight, but I don't know. Lisa, yeah. I don't know. What are, what are you looking for? Do you remember? Hang on, hang on. Let me find it. Okay. We're still. It was a thing. Okay. So what was your favorite part okay, of the episode? Okay. Okay. I'm ready. What? What was it? When Brandy is staring at <laughs> <laughs> it took you about a minute and a half. I'm sorry. And we talked about it 10 this minutes ago. It was such a small moment. <laughs> but it was so creepy. It was great. Um, yeah, that the whole Brandy Kim of it all. I mean, yeah, Brandy just sort of trying to ease her way in. Maybe we can have a fight. Right. Do you want to have a fight or do you want to make up? Either's fine. Neither. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> 
Because she's weird. Um, <laughs> it's great. It was. A, it, this was a fun. Well, no, actually, this wasn't that fun of an episode. I got to say, it was a damn. I'm glad we're putting it in the vault, and we'll never do it yeah. again. Uh, in the meantime, Amanda, let's choose next week's episode. Well, actually, let me just give a disclaimer to the listener. We, of course, will be off next week, but we'll be back. The next week, of course. In the meantime, Amanda, where are we headed? I hope you like staying where you're at. Okay, so we're doing Beverly Hills again, I'm assuming. That's right. And what season? We're looking for one through nine. Season nine. Okay, so we're kind of doing some fresh Bev Hills. What episode? Is 12 a thing again? We might have to reshuffle those bowls. Yeah, I keep pulling the same um, stuff. We are heading next week, uh, well, in two weeks, to, uh, we're talking the, Bever- the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Season 9, Episode 12, The Ultimate Ultimatum. Finally coming face-to-face after weeks of not speaking, Lisa Vanderpump gives Dorit an ultimatum that could end their friendship forever. Unresolved tension between Kyle and Dorit comes to a head at Teddy's dinner party. Um, this was iconically Lisa's final season, so you're going to get some new information that you might not have heard about mm. in the past. So I'm really excited to catch up with that with you. Okay. In the meantime, Amanda. Hey. Where can everybody find you? Nowhere yet. Okay. Well, you guys, if you really want some good content, I'm telling you, I am on my Instagram upswing. I'm having a lot of fun over there uh, doing God knows what, but you'll see if you follow me <laughs> at Jay McKenzie. That's J-A-Y-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-E-E. And you can follow me like that on Twitter as well. And gosh, that's it for our episode. I hope you guys have a fabulous couple weeks off. And a great birthday. And a great birthday and a happy St. Patrick's Day to you. That's not quite... Oh. Where are you going? Gotta worry. <laughs> gotta train. Gotta train on that. You gotta uh, do your vocal exercises. I'm telling you. In the meantime, guys, everyone have a fabulous evening and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.